Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Arobay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de $25 dólares al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita BoostMobile.com para detalles. Si no sabes que el Spicy McCrispy tiene Spicy Pepper Sauce en el pan de arriba y en el pan de abajo, ¿qué sabes tú de la vida? Para pa pa pa. Cassandra Sánchez Navarro junto a Katherine Siachoque y Verónica Bravo en la nueva serie de comedia original de Vix, Consuelo, disponible en la app de Vix ya. It's easy to think that you're doing it all wrong and everyone else is doing it right. But I promise, Mama, there's no right way to do this, just your own way. That's the message our guest Linda Fruits wants to share with us. Linda is a content creator, mom of three, and author of The Mom Life, The Sweet, The Bitter, and The Bittersweet Fruits of Motherhood. Linda wants to remind us that it's okay to do you and own it. Motherhood looks different for everyone, and that's perfectly fine. We read the books. We bought the things. We thought we were ready. And then life took our plans and changed them. I'm Karen, I'm Victoria's mommy, and I work in tech. And I'm Pamela. I have a baby boy named Ford, and I'm a journalist. And although we're both first-time working moms, we're actually pretty different. And that's totally okay, because we both agree that our most important work is raising our kids. We really need each other and can only get through this together. Welcome to Motherish Moments. Good morning, Pamela. Good morning. I love that intro. I'm excited for this guest. I have actually followed her for a, a while. She also is in Florida, like us. So <laughs> we are, you know, well, that's not a good thing to say, right? We live in Florida, drag, but we live in Florida. So we just have to say it. We have to own it. But anyway, yeah, I'm excited to talk to her and, you know, hear her story firsthand after being someone who has followed through like TikTok and Instagram for a while. So, yeah. You want to start with our motherish moment of the week? I'll jump into mine. So, you know, I, for context, Linda, you may not know, I have a four-year-old daughter. Her name is Victoria. So Victoria, she likes to dance a lot. Like, mm -hmm. not like formal. I don't put her, like, I haven't put her in any classes or anything, whatever. She just likes always, she's like kind of a performer, likes to do all this stuff. But she hasn't really been like, I would say like a good dancer. I don't know. Like some of her moves kind of look like her dad's sometime. Mm -hmm. And okay. so, I'm so sorry, Juan. I don't know. There's like not a Caribbean vibe to it, which is what I was hoping like I would bring to the table here. There was more of a like when you go to an Argentinian wedding and they do a lot of jumping <laughs> and like it's like, yeah, like they're partying and like they're moving. But it's not like a it's not the same. But something has switched like this week or last week where now there's a lot of very specific dance moves going on. And You know, everyone's like, oh, I wonder who taught her that. And it's like, no, I, I'm not, you know, twerking in front of my child. But <laughs> but there's something switched. Something in her body's flowing yes, back to like the rhythm of the music. Yes, like yesterday we like read her this David Bowie book and then we put on some David Bowie music so she could like, you know, get to know whatever. And she was like, mm, 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 mm. like she was like really 
really feeling it and i was like so proud and like, i body rolls i was like yes proud. my <laughs> genetics came through like i was super excited and she has a good rhythm which we can thank you juan because he's a musician you know we gotta yeah, throw yeah, that in course. there definitely gave her that but i gave yes. her the moves he gave her the beats and you gave her like the sass right like yeah, yeah, yeah oh de definitely that's cute okay so let me think my mother's moment this week is so ford did a little camp about school readiness and when i picked him up yesterday this is just like my god he's so verbal like his english is so good and i was like it was like one of those moments i'm like i've been speaking to him in spanish since he was born no one speaks english in our home my mom doesn't speak english to him the nanny doesn't speak any english only the father speaks english and what i get in school right but he's not speaking a lot of spanish and it broke my heart like i know it was like oh a, okay she meant to say okay. like oh wow like it was supposed to be like a proud moment for me to be and like you're oh, pissed. great you're like no I was like, you know, Spanish is so important for me. And I've yeah. been really like sacrificing to be really, really disciplined about only Spanish in the home. And he's only speaking mainly English now. Like he, understands, he understands, obviously, it. and he says yeah. some stuff. But his English is so much better than his Spanish. Like he, it's really key because, you know, I've been like watching him like develop his like language and skills. And out of nowhere, he's just like, you know, how to you break let through, it all go. let yeah. it all go. And now he's like, you know, he's like, hey, mom, I have an idea. You know, and like all these things. And I'm like, okay. I go, dime, have, you done, have you done the typical <laughs> Latina mom thing where you're like, no entiendo? Well, I, that's like, what I, I do that to I know. My friend Anna Wiffington, who, um, you know, she's from Spain. The husband is from Philadelphia, even till today. Like, the kids only speak Spanish to her and they only speak English to the dad. And when they were little, she'll be like, no, no entiendo, no te entiendo. And like, at some point, they were like, yes, you do because you speak to English. <laughs> you know, you speak with dad. But because that was really just kind of motivating him to speak and engage yeah, yeah, when yeah, he was course. really little. Like, we didn't want to, like, shut him off. Right, 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 right. But now that became into like, okay, it's okay for you to speak English because I'm going to respond to you anyway. So mm -hmm. now I don't know, like maybe soon I'm going to just have to be really strict about like force him to be like, no, dímelo en español. You know, so I don't know, like when I'm going to have to talk to him, like a speech specialist or like to get some guidance in terms of like, when is it time? Is it okay for me to like force him? Or maybe we don't to translate maybe for we him. We don't force them at all. Maybe you're just like, I don't, I don't know. know. I my, feel like with I'm my gonna... little brother. So there was such a big age gap with him that like. When he was born, I was like only really speaking English. But even though I spoke Spanish to my parents, I was only speaking English. All the TV and everything he was watching was in English. And so my parents were like, oh, we're outnumbered. Like we can't do it. But then my mom took him like one summer to Peru when he was about six years old and was like, do or die. Like, yeah, yes. she was like, you're hungry, go ask for food. And he was like, mm. <laughs> but like, cause they know it, They the language is there, it's like, coded in his brain but they just don't want to it's funny because the stuff that he wants to eat the most verbal he is in spanish is food related right with that's, the nanny i think that's great <laughs> <laughs> oh even this morning he was like mommy quiero unas gomitas i'm like what is that like it was like those fruity gummies Gummy but bears. it's because the nanny calls them gomitas yeah, so yeah, yeah. you know they pick up on that stuff anyway so yeah. that was my mother's moment when wait I was what like, do you call them caramelitos frutitas even gummy bears I guess, I guess they are gomitas. Oh, gomitas, no. gomitas. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow, so those are our mother's moment of the week. So why don't we have Linda share her mother's moment of the week before we formally introduce her? You know, we have three kids in the house now. And so the older two boys yesterday played all afternoon together without fighting once. Aww. They played when? like action figures with together imaginatively you know playing and it literally like brought tears to my eyes because there's always fighting like someone always takes someone else's toy someone is doing you know the little one is always taking the older brother's stuff <laughs> and yesterday the older one called owen into his their room and it's like let's go play and i'm like 
It's here. That moment is here. Oh. It's so precious. Linda, how old are they? So Elliot is five, Owen is three, and Arlo is basically three months now. The names, the names are so good. I know. I love the them. They're so good. I, I could never. I just, I'm just the most, I, like, <laughs> Victoria. You got a basic-ass name, but I love it. I love it. <laughs> So why don't we welcome Linda? Welcome Linda to Motherish. Like we previously mentioned, she is a mom of three. She's a content creator. She's the author of a book. And I wanted to kind of just start with a book. Where did that idea come from? And, you know, what's the most important message you want to send up with the mom life? So when I first started my Instagram, which was six years ago, like basically the age of my oldest son, five, six, you know, I started actually anonymously. A lot of people don't know that because I was too afraid to put my thoughts out there with my name on them because not a lot of people were saying, you know, motherhood is hard. So like 50,000 followers later, I was like, okay, I'm going to claim this. It's mine. But the underlying message was that a lot of people were not talking about the hard parts of motherhood and also saying that they love their children. Like, yeah, there are people who are struggling, can see that side and you see the side that you love your kids, but it's never like the mesh. And actually, let's be honest, there wasn't a lot of like hard stuff. Like it was taboo to even say that motherhood is hard. And so my book is a reflection of that. It is the book I needed as a new mom, just kind of goes chapter by chapter of all of these kind of like hard lessons that I learned to like reassure moms that they're doing great, you know, like they're doing fantastic. It's hard. It's supposed to be, you know, it's just like kind of a little cheerleader book for moms. Yeah. It's like that freaking Bluey episode. What you're talking about reminds me of that. There's one episode which like I literally was overhearing from the back of the car because we were on a road trip, whatever. And I had downloaded some episodes for Victoria on the tablet. So I was like, here, watch some Bluey, blah, blah, blah. It's the two dog moms that are like, oh, you know, one of them has a ton of kids, puppies, whatever. The other one has only Bluey and Bingo. And the one that has the two of them is like, how do you do it? Like, I feel like I'm not, there's just like, I don't think I'm doing it a, like a good job. And like the mom with a thousand dogs is like, you are the best mom for your pups. Like you're doing an amazing job. And I was like, <laughs> like, oh my, oh my God. Because like, I think we're like the worst, like we tell ourselves like all of these things, but in reality, like, our kids are like, you're great. It's so funny, like, you know, now that we're getting ready to get back to school, I was, was telling my mom like everything I bought and how I'm getting ready and this. And she's like, I'm like, then I remember, I'm like, you never did any of this. And I still think you're the best mom in the world. Like, why am I doing this? Yeah, whatever she did, which was sometimes I feel like, I don't know, like just very like basic. But it was like, yeah, it was exactly yeah. what I needed. And like, yeah. no matter what she did or she didn't do, which is, you know, failed to do, I still think and I still thought back then she was the most amazing mom ever. Yeah. So yeah. I think it was like a good reminder. Like sometimes we're so hard on ourselves. How do people react, Linda, when you started like being more vulnerable and venting and just being more transparent and also being more honest about like who was behind like all this content? I think uh, before I started putting my face on it, people were like a little judgmental. Like, you know, I, you always get the good and the bad, right? So it was overwhelmingly positive. But of course, there's those people that have like something to say. And as soon as I started putting my face and like speaking and, you know, really writing like longer, lengthy posts about blog posts, like really just putting myself out there, 
I think they finally saw the whole picture. And I don't really get so many hate comments about motherhood. Yeah. No, but maybe like a lot of other moms were kind of saying like, hey, I hear you. Like I'm going through the same thing. You know, it kind of gives them a safe space to also vent and kind of, you know, share experiences. They also probably are scared to share it with other people. I mean, people. I also think a lot of the stuff that Linda shares is just like straight up funny. There's like a humorous take to like, what is this shit show? It's funny. And I'm I'm doing it. I think there's an angle there with that too. Yeah, I appreciate that. I feel like you can say anything if you say it with humor. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. I think another big part that I'd love for you to talk about is that at least the time that I've seen your account and everything that you've shared, you've had a complete like life transformation where you really just like came forward with a lot of things that you were feeling that I think most people wouldn't even dare to do. So like, can you share a little bit about, you know, what some of those moments felt like for you and how you had the courage to just make these big changes that you were feeling. Okay, so it started with me not wanting to sleep with my husband, right? And so I actually started making jokes about it online. <laughs> and everyone was like, yeah, me too, you know? And I'm like, okay, so that's like normal, right? More time goes on, still struggling. Like we really only had sex to make a human, you know? And the second time it happened the first time and he was very disappointed. Um, but anyways, so, you know, COVID happened and I was still a stay at home mom. And I was like, you know what? I keep reading all these things about like being touched out. You know, maybe I need to go back to work, you know, just find like more purpose, like for myself or more time for myself, you know. Anyway, so I started checking off all these boxes. I sent my kids to daycare, you know, and started doing this full time. I did all the things, you know, I was no longer breastfeeding. So I wasn't going to be touched out anymore, but still like zero desire. Then I found TikTok, which a lot of people think lesbian TikTok is like a separate app, but it's not. It's just the algorithm showing you things that you like to watch, apparently. And so I started sending these videos to like my best friend and I'm like, she's hot, right? Like, it's not just me. Like, we could all agree. She's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, great. And I carry on with my life. And then this like kept happening and I would send these videos to like my friends and my best friend was like, are you going to come out of the closet or what? And I'm like, what? <laughs> and at that moment, I realized I was like, hiding stuff from Christopher, you know, like the videos I was like watching, not that they were like sexual or anything. They were just like jokes, like jokes about like people coming out later in life. And, you know, I just kind of wanted to bring him into that space with me because I knew we were going to have like this whole day together. And I was going to tell him that I thought I was bisexual and I wanted to have like the whole day so we could spend all day talking about it. And so I followed him around the house and finally like a little puppy got the courage to like open my mouth and say the words, which is the hardest part. I actually coach moms like through this very moment as well, coming out later in life. And that is the hardest part. You just have to say the thing and then you deal with the aftermath. But I said it and I started crying. It was super emotional. I was not expecting that, you know, I just wanted to tell him something. And then, you know, I didn't want our family to change and yada, yada, yada. So I still felt like a lot of anxiety surrounding my sexuality at that point and still did not feel like that was my answer. And I started really digging into like all my relationships. Why did they end? And it was always the same thing. It, it was a pattern, you know? And of course I just thought it was the guys I was dating, but it was who I was picking, you know? And so quickly I came to realize that I am attracted to women. Uh, it took me a lot of time to kind of dissect all of these things that were told growing up, you know, through heteronormativity, like the things you see in shows and movies. And you just assume like, I'm a girl and I'm supposed to date men, you know? And so anyways, I told him, 
again, it's not like a huge shock, right? It's kind of obvious. We're obviously struggling with intimacy. We decided that we make a really good team raising our kids together. That was never the problem. It was just this other part. And so he's like, I still want to see my kids every day. I'm like, well, so do I. And it was COVID. So we're like, why don't we just, we moved his room to one side of the house. I still stay in the master bedroom and we're going to still raise our kids together. And so that's where we were. I met Maddie, my girlfriend now, like four or five months later. And, you know, pretty quickly discovered and felt all the things I had never felt before. You know, and I remember after our first date, Christopher was like, well, how was it? Like Maddie and I, we had just kissed. And I was like, I felt everything. I felt all the things. I thought that fireworks in movies was bullshit. You know, all this stuff. And he actually started crying. He was so happy for me. So that's just like a testament to our friendship and relationship. And so then, you know, fast forward like another six months, Maddie lives with us. She has always wanted to be a mom. And so like on our second date, I was like, well, what if we ask Christopher? Would that be weird? She was actively searching for donors or whatever, and nothing ever panned out. And I was like, we should seriously ask him. So we did. He said yes. Uh, we did like artificial insemination at home with the little kit. It's called Moisey Baby. Yeah, yeah. So we saved a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> it's very expensive. I did that recently. Yeah. I didn't do it at home, but I went through an, an IUI recently, and it, it's also a very weird experience. But it, it didn't work. But like, I didn't know you could do it at home. Yeah, you can. It's very, uh, you know, for different reasons, right? Like we just were trying to get the yeah the specimen in the yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so um, it actually took us like, I think it was four tries. Uh, and I remember Maddie getting so upset. She didn't have the positive pregnancy test yet. And she was like, I just want a baby so bad. I'm like, well, it's not over till it's over. You know, you don't have your period yet. And it just so happens at that time she was pregnant and we got a positive test. Like the next day she comes out of the bathroom. There's that like faint line. She's like, is this a positive? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's a positive. And so we have Arlo now. He is three months old and just the happiest little baby. You know, there's always chaos in the house, so he's always entertained. That's amazing. <laughs> and how amazing that you found a supportive partners on both fronts, right? A yeah. supportive co-parent to your children and also a supportive partner in your life that, you know, gives you everything you need, but also like... It's okay with the dynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really remarkable. I say I have like that lucky girl syndrome. <laughs> That's amazing. Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile. Sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea. Requiere Arobay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes. Requiere un plan de 25 dólares al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita BoostMobile.com para detalles. Cassandra Sánchez Navarro junto a Katherine Siachoque y Verónica Bravo en la nueva serie de comedia original de VIX. Consuelo. Disponible en la app de VIX. Ya. What about extended family? How did you guys navigate that? Because like, I mean, I think the hardest part is your family immediately in your household, right? But then like, once you have that conversation with your husband inside, then taking it to that next layer externally, that must have also been an interesting yeah. challenge. It was funny. My mom, when I told her the first time when, you know, she acted like I told her what I had for lunch that day, just was just like, 
no big deal. And actually her husband, when she told him that we, Christopher and I were gonna get a divorce, he said that, oh, well, maybe she should date women. I'm like, how funny. So did everyone know and not me? <laughs> so you're oblivious. <laughs> I'm like one of the last people to find out, apparently. But <laughs> So there have been like some people in our family that just don't understand. They are from an older generation. So like, I get it. It is super progressive and out of the ordinary. And like, I understand that it's complicated, but it's up to them to want to try to change their view on it. And if they don't, then it's, you know, it's really not... It's not our problem. I really do think it's probably inspiring or like motivating for anyone who's not living their truth right now and is listening to this, right? Because I'm sure like when you're in the thick of it, you feel like this is so hard to get it out or like whatever it is. I mean, I'm I'm saying the truth in terms of like, you know, anything. It could be sexuality. It could be like, you're not happy with a certain thing. You're not happy with work. You're not just something that's not really allowing you to like be at peace when you go to bed at night. Mm -hmm. And I think when you're in the thick of it, I feel like sometimes you feel like it's the end of the world. Like there's no way you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. But I feel like stories like these are reminders that it could be okay it could turn out better than you ever thought it was going to be so i don't know if you have some words of encouragement linda for those people or moms listening they're probably like you know in a black hole right now and they just don't see the way out and i kind of just let them know like hey there's hope there's great things on the other side i definitely remember like at one point thinking like that's impossible. Like, I just missed my chance. It's too late, you know? Like, I would have these feelings that I would occasionally, like, bubble up and I would just press them down. And I'm sure there are many life changes, challenges that can feel the same, you know, whether or not. So, like I said, I do coaching with moms who do come out later in life. And some of them are not sure if they're gay or whatever in the beginning. And so I tell them all the same thing. It doesn't matter like what the conclusion is going to be for you, like whatever you want to label yourself as, whatever it is, right? It's just that what you're doing right now is not making you happy. Whatever you decide or you come to terms with by the end of this like journey of self-discovery can be completely different than from what you started. Just where you're at now, it's obvious that you need some kind of change or, you know, And so, yeah, I encourage people to just go after it, have the conversations, have the difficult conversations, because the time is going to pass anyways. Like this is still your life and, you know, it will get tougher maybe before it gets better. But the whole point is that it will get better than it is now. And I think, again, it applies, I think, to people that are miserable at work, right? It's people that think I'm stuck with this career. Like I'm scared to change. I'm scared to like start from zero because I think the fear of having to start from zero again, that is so draining and like overwhelming to so many people. Yeah, I can relate. I mean, I just finished a almost 10 year run at Meta and like Instagram, Facebook, whatever. And like someone yesterday, actually, they asked me like, oh, you know, but you wanted to leave? Like it seemed so amazing. And I'm like, yeah, I wanted to leave for a long time. And it's just, it's kind of like what you said, like when you say those words out loud for the first time, you're like, almost like released of you almost like release the hold it has on you but the after is weird like right like for me I'm like two months out and I'm kind of like so starting from zero like I don't even know if I'm starting from zero if I'm starting where I'm starting from but I like there's definitely a period of like readjustment into whatever direction it is that you're going to and I think it can be really daunting and you can feel lost but it's better than that 
feeling of being stuck. Like I 1000% would rather feel as uncomfortable as I feel sometimes now than feeling like surrendered to feeling stuck. What message do you have, Linda? I think it's important for parents who sometimes think they're doing something because of the children, right? They're afraid that they're protecting them. But in reality is... They sense that, right? Like, what did you feel with, with your kids? And and what was the truth behind all that, right? Like, when you decide to actually do something that makes you truly happy, what are the benefits of that? So, for example, you know, obviously, Christopher and I, like, our relationship, it was kind of like a loveless relationship, you know, like, no affection, no kissing, you know. And so I didn't want that to be an example for my children, for them. You know, is that what love looks like? Is that what I aspire to, you know? And not saying that those relationships can't be happy, but like for I wasn't, you know, in that sense. And so taking that big first step and acknowledging first, you know, that there has to be a change or that you want to change, you know, it only benefits the kids so they can see that that it is their life. They do have control over it, that they can make changes, that they're not stuck. Like just for example, you know, you talking about, you know, changing your job. You know, I'm sure your parents are probably really proud of you because like you did something for yourself, you know, and they wouldn't want you to stay somewhere and be stuck and be miserable. And so I like reflect that back onto me and then to my kids, you know, like I wouldn't want my children to be doing what I was doing. Having this like kind of truth, no matter what the truth is, if it's just divorce, if it's if it's coming out, if it's a job, you know, all the things you have that truth in you and you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like I would want my kids to take that risk. You know, I would want them to break it, change it, you know, whatever they need to do to be happy. I'm thinking about what you said earlier about how, you know, growing up, you, you know, things are instilled in a way like yeah and I had a recent experience a few months ago with my daughter where a friend of mine he's getting married soon he's gay he's getting married with his partner for a really long time and he sent me a video on whatsapp and I didn't know what the video was but I was like oh my gosh mama look we have a video from Gabriel like whatever and then I click on the video and we're watching it together. And it was him with his like future husband sharing an invitation to their wedding. And they're like, we're getting married. Da, 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 whatever. And I was like, yay. I was so like excited about like the invitation. And Victoria was like watching and she's like, my shoot. At the time she had just turned four, I think. She just turned four. And we finished watching it. And I look at her, she goes, mommy, but can they do that? Men are supposed to marry women. First of all, like, I've never said that to her. I've, we have, like, a very, like, diverse set of friends where we kind of, you know, there's not just, like, one vision of it for her. And so I was, number one, very caught off guard. I'm like, how do I respond to this right now? I yeah. didn't have this in my, like, prep notebook, whatever. I look at her and I go, no, mama. I go, anybody can marry whoever they want. I go, what's more important is that they love each other. And they love each other, so they're going to get married. And it's like you could see the brain connections like she was like okay okay yeah okay fine and it's like wild like I'm like at what point in the barely four years of her life did this script already get put down on her brain you know it's wild I feel like it has to be what we're what we see right like books yeah movie you know just like even playing with other kids like you know and you play like whatever toys and uh, what they say, mm-hmm. you know, like what other say, maybe what their parents say, you know, to them. It, it's just like, it's so easy because obviously my parents also, like my mom never told me I couldn't, she never told me I could date women, but she also never told me that I could, you know, and sometimes kids need that direct kind of um, 
communication. So like what you said to them, you know, like I every month I'm like doing check-ins with my kids. I'm like, you know, boys killing boys and girls killing girls. And Maddie is my girlfriend, you know, like just we all love each other because this one time I went to drop off Elliot at school. My sister was in town and she was with me. And her, his teacher was like, oh, who is that? And Elliot said, my girlfriend. And I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, no, that's your aunt. That would be super weird. And uh, <laughs> you know that, you know, that's your aunt. And, um, but so then his, his, his teacher was thinking, I had like multiple <laughs> no. I'm like, great. Because she also knew who Maddie was. I'm like, okay. Um, yeah, no, I think we have to be intentional about a lot of this as as parents, right? And if we want things to be better for their generation and beyond, I think we have to just like have this as something really present, you know? There was another recent thing that happened with Victoria. We went on a road trip with three moms and four kids, the dreaded worst idea ever road trip. No, we, we had a good time, but it was very stressful all in the same car. But one of the moms is gay and she, her, they're, they're not together anymore, but she was there with her son and Victoria out of nowhere, a classic daughter of a journalist goes, hey, who's your dad to like her son? Yeah. And the son goes, I don't have one. I have two moms. And she goes, oh, well, you can borrow mine. Aww. And I was like, oh my God. But when she first said, like, who's your dad? I was driving and I was like, oh my God. Is she like, I got stressed. Like, I was like, oh, like, is she supposed to ask this? Whatever. But then I'm like, no, like, it's just the way kids like take it. Like, no, I don't have one. Okay, fine. Yeah. I have one. You can borrow them. Yeah. Like, it was so, it was such a, an easy conversation afterwards with his mom. I was like, hey, like, that was so interesting, that exchange. She goes, it was great. I'm so happy. Like, because it also relieves, like, some stress for her of, like, with her son of people being like, well, you you have this, whatever. No, it's fine. Yeah. But it's interesting, like, navigating this now with everything. Like, I think it's it's even growing for me personally. Like, I think there's always room to improve how we see things, how we talk about things. So I'm excited about like stories like yours that I think are making a big difference. What are your plans next, Linda? What are you What are you aiming or what are you hoping for? Truthfully, I just love um, the idea that I make other moms not feel how I was feeling. So however I can reach them, right? Whether it's a TikTok or a book or an Instagram post, I'm just like, the funny thing too is that when I post these things, you know, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one who feels that way. But then when like, thousands of people like it it makes me feel better and I don't think people really realize that too because as I'm being vulnerable and putting this stuff out there it's like reassuring for me and I'm Mm -hmm. like okay so we're all not crazy it's fine (laughs) (laughs) it's like cathartic in a way yeah oh yeah 100% for sure Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Linda, for for being on Motherish. Thank you. We enjoyed this conversation. Thank you. What do we remind everyone where they could follow Linda? Yes. Share your Instagram and your TikTok and whatever you want to share. Um. Yeah. If you just search like Fruits of Motherhood anywhere, you'll find everything. <laughs> My real name really is Linda Fruits. So also, you search that. So funny. That, that was the first question I have for coming. Is that her real last name? She's like, yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> no, I'm like, I love it. Me all the time. I'm like. You know, now I love it, right? But if I was going to pick a name, I'm not so sure that's what I would have landed on. (laughs) No, right? I never, I didn't change it when I got married. You know, it's just like part of who I am now. Yeah. I love it. So look for fruits of motherhood. Yeah. Thank you, Linda. Thank you. Thank you. Cassandra Sánchez Navarro junto a Catherine Siachoque y Verónica Bravo en la nueva serie de comedia original de Biggs, Consuelo. Disponible en la app de Biggs, Jack.